Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you, if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out, John O'White, or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader. And in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult. And, and I just want to find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Anand Narayanan. He is the president Asia Pacific for DNB Audio Technic, and I'm really excited to chat about leadership with him. Welcome to the podcast, Anand. Juno, thank you so much for having me today. Uh, hello, everyone. It's so nice to connect with you all in the leadership podcast with uh, Juno White. I can tell I already really enjoy getting to chat with you even before we pressed record. So I'm really excited <laughs> uh, about what we're going to talk about. First of all, can you tell our listeners a little more about what you do and, and also uh, what your company does at DNB Audio Technic? Yeah, DNB Audio Technic uh, is a German audio solutions company and uh, pretty much a world renowned leader in this space of uh, audio solutions. And uh, I mean, if you want to relate uh, what the solutions are used, some places like Sydney Opera House, then the Esplanade in uh, Singapore, and then the LG Art Center in Korea. So these are some of the world, and Royal Albert Hall in London. So these are some of the big venues, performing venues, which use this high-tech solutions. Uh, I'm tasked and I'm humbled uh, to be leading the team in Asia Pacific as a president and I'm responsible for the growth in Asia-Pacific region uh, journal. Yeah, wonderful, thank you. And uh, what an amazing, what an amazing group of uh, locations where you can say, yes, our products are used here at the Opera House. And <laughs> that's just incredible. Uh, I think that that must be amazing to be part of an organization that does such high quality uh, technical work that is used in you know some of the most beautiful art and music um you know in the world yeah absolutely you know so let's find out a bit more about you i would love for you to share for our listeners some of the moments as you look back even as back uh, even as far back as childhood you know when you were little what are some of the moments in your life that have really shaped you becoming the leader and the person you are today Okay, thanks, thanks. This, this this makes me a bit nostalgic when I go back to my childhood and start thinking the way I've transpired. Uh, <laughs> I come from, <laughs> I, I come from a, a Indian uh, family background uh, in a in a city called Bangalore in India, uh, humble beginning uh, where uh, parents uh, teach uh, taught a lot of values and uh, some of the key values uh, that uh, resonate for me in life or you know being uh, sincere to your work hardworking yeah and uh, and giving the best in whatever you do so that's how the values have always shaped up uh, me as a person and then uh, and then you know uh, the competitive nature in india you know you need to you need to be really hard working to get through this uh, competitive uh, yeah. landscape in india <laughs> yeah and then i have climbed through the ladders and uh, i was very fortunate uh, that uh, after my studies uh, I, I got chance to kind of dirty my hands, learn 
business and technology implementation by dirtying hands and working in the in directly in the field so this this is a rare opportunity for one to get because you know you 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 learn a product or a technology hands on so then then moving along in the career ladder then you know kind of progressing well had in the career space and finally mm-hmm. i got to move to a chance to go move to dubai that was yeah. in 2007 <laughs> wow. i i move in i start enjoying life and i see the opportunities to make a difference uh, uh, in in middle east then came the uh, financial crisis yeah so the whole place was like mayhem and a lot of <laughs> <laughs> you know you know it was kind of getting deserted and uh, and uh, yeah. and uh, that was a point in time uh, you know uh, it uh, you know I, i had to do things uh, and learn from this how do we survive how do we kind of uh, be resilient in uh, in 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 the business world so when uh, when uh, when i i used to step back and think how how we can make a difference even in this kind of a difficult situation then when we looked around mm-hmm. there were other countries like uh, qatar and oman and bahrain and kuwait where they also would want to implement new things they would want to learn new things and uh, this was a chance to build relationship uh, you know remember pandemic times and crisis times are are good times to build uh, bridges and relationships so i started building relationship which in a year was uh, became fruitful in kind of uh, giving uh, uh, bringing back the business uh, and uh, being successful again so so one wow. of the key takeaways from my life is uh, is, is the importance of building a, a relationship uh, and staying true to it then mm. uh, then uh, yeah i had steadily been progressing moved to the east then malaysia 10 years singapore now and uh, and uh, now this crisis uh, pandemic came but what i realized was that uh, this there is always uh, you know if you have a positive frame of mind and uh, you know and look at the bright sides you can always see see what you can learn from this and how to thrive even in the most difficult times so so this yeah. is yet another chance to build relationships and to you know get uh, closer to family and friends because you haven't been traveling right for the last two years none of us have traveled so mm-hmm. this is a good time to kind of reconnect and also to self reflect how what what it means uh, in a larger context of life so so here i am uh, you know speaking with you after i have had this kind of uh, humble uh, journey and uh, and yeah. one thing i look forward is to traveling again <laughs> i hope i could I come to sydney agree. and, and yes. catch with you <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh can't wait. Well, the international borders as as we're recording now have only just started opening the past couple of days here in Australia, so it is very it is very exciting. It soon there'll be more travel, but I I agree with you. Uh I want to ask you about your time in Dubai. Uh, so you were in Dubai when the financial crisis hit, is that right? That's true, Juno. Do you remember was there a day or a moment for you as a leader? during the financial crisis where you realized you know do you remember where you were when you sort of realized how bad it was going to be and I, and i believe it it, it uh, obviously everywhere in the world was affected but dubai was was uh, dubai was one of those places that i think was quite 
uh, was hit quite hard. Um, so I can imagine it would have been a very uh, formative experience to be leading through that time. But yeah, do you remember where you were when you realized this is actually very, very, this is a big crisis? Yeah, the, it was a time when uh, all companies were shutting down their Middle East operation and calling back their staff. So uh, I, I just had come to Dubai, uh, I'd landed in Dubai that time. And, uh, and uh, you know, I was constantly under the fear and stress that one day I'm going to be called back. So, so that kind of uh, put me to a situation where uh, I had to start getting creative and start coming up with some uh, you know, a uh, good uh, plan and, and a reach so that uh, we could, uh, you know, kind of uh, realign ourselves and uh, and reach the market better, Jono. Uh, so what did you do? How did you get through that? Because I, I can't imagine a better training ground, a more challenging training ground, apart from maybe COVID, like you talked about in the past couple of years. But during that financial crisis, what, what did you have to do? What did it look like? And what did you learn about how to lead through a crisis yeah so so you you need to first thing is you need to keep your mind intact uh, which is the most important thing during any crisis so the all the, the greatest asset you have is your own mind so that was the that was the first thing i did uh, to keep myself calm and to recollect and start getting uh, thinking alternates so if this is if all these doors are closed definitely there should be some doors that are open. So be optimistic and start looking for that. So then uh, if, if UAE and uh, Dubai was a difficult market, so can I, can I, this is a tier one market, everybody focuses that because this is where uh, uh, in the past, a lot of business was there. So then when, when you start looking at the next best alternatives where I can, where you can start focusing and growing, then I found the tier two markets, which are uh, in uh, Qatar and uh, Oman, uh, and these are the countries like Qatar, which were upcoming that time. So, uh, so they 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 really wanted to make a difference to their country. So yeah. when you go talk to them, they would really welcome new ideas. And uh, and once you strike a relationship, uh, you know that uh, you know that creates a lot of uh, ideas exchange. And that actually led to a, a big breakthrough in Qatar uh, uh, when uh, when uh, when you know the prince of Qatar said, you know, let's go and get this thing done for our infrastructure. Yeah. So wow. these are some of the good things, uh, you know. <laughs> and um, obviously you must have some skills in building relationships. And I can imagine that would have been a big pivot to make to go, wow. Okay. Some of the, some of the, uh, some of the places that were the obvious places to build relationship and grow business are now really struggling. And so you started looking at places like Qatar, what advice would you give to leaders who are listening who maybe are in a similar situation through COVID where they have found that some of the places that have been really uh, successful for them, they now need to go and look elsewhere. What advice would you give on how to develop new, new high quality long-term relationships in a new market? Yeah. The first, first thing is, uh, uh, is to have an open mind journal. So we should, we should, uh, we should be humble enough to, uh, have an open mind and to look at things in uh, step back and look at things in a larger perspective. So then that will lead us to many options that we have never explored in the past. And second is uh, to be really mindful uh, and uh, and uh, being uh, you know present and uh, working with empathy. 
because all 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 of us are in the same situation so once you start showing empathy then this kinds of uh, builds a bond with mm. uh, with uh, others so, so this uh, i mean mindfulness also calls for being self aware you know so once you are self aware yes. then you will you will do the right things so i think these are all highly interconnected but the first things first is to have an open mind agent was there is there anything that you found helpful like bringing people in doing particular exercises with your team uh habits around reading or, or watching uh, uh, different things uh, is there anything you can give advice around in terms of having an open mind because i think it's such powerful advice but they're probably i'm guessing there's probably some things that you do in your life that help you to do that yeah i mean uh, uh, you, you know i think people i mean that's what leadership is also right it's it's kind of exciting people for a common cause so once you show a vision that this is where we want to go and then unite people as one team uh, then then half the battle is won so i would i would start with that uh, you you don't need an external third party coach or a consultant to come in but it's it's always beneficial if you have a good coach around you so that somebody views from a third perspective of how we are doing you know an extra pair of eyes and uh, be able to coach us uh, in that direction so we had also uh, been uh, asking people to walk in and kind of guide us through how we ran through our strategy how we reprioritized and uh, stuff like this uh, journey yeah that's really helpful i think i think you're right if you have the uh if you have the resources to have someone external come in then i feel like as a leader that can be a real I'm obviously biased because I'm one of the people that does that I you know I come in and, and I help organizations I think it can take a weight off the leader's shoulders and and help you to to not have to facilitate but be able to be part of the room and part of the team as you uh you know brainstorm and look at and and try to look at different things that you may not have seen but even if people don't have the resources for that I I think uh, questions are so powerful and I love, you know, I love asking questions. It's one of the things I always ask in this podcast. Uh, I, I love finding out people's favorite questions that they ask. And the thing that uh, that leaders who don't have the resources to bring in external help can do is, is just use some, make sure that when you are meeting with your team, you are uh, careful that you don't speak too quickly because as the leader, people will defer to what you say and, and ask great questions. And if you don't have good questions to ask, then find out go and talk to some people and get some advice. And, um, and it's even little things as well. I always say to people where you can get, get uh, your team members to uh, these yep. are little, little things that I do with teams, get people up and moving around the room. I know that sounds um, simple, but when you're working, <laughs> when you're working with yeah. a team and you want to engage your team, get everyone moving around, have people actually come and either write yep. down on paper or at the board, what they yep. think so that you're getting everyone's thoughts and yeah. uh, rather than just having that sort of group think and yeah. um, and then be slow to talk and just try to hold back what you want to say for a long time. And I, I think yeah. just doing those little things as well can yeah. uh, can be helpful um, yeah. as, a, as a starting point. Absolutely, Jonah, you just nailed it. Uh, and then you, the importance of having a coach if you could afford one, because it yes. gives you, it, uh, it takes away the baggage from you and also the bias with which you are, so they see it from a different perspective than what you have been doing because you, you might be hugging a tree 
and you will miss the forest. Yeah, so somebody could <laughs> look, look at it from a different angle altogether. Yeah, and second is all the subtle things you said. These what makes uh, 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 great teams, and then they direct yes. it. You know, it's a human's uh, nature that you know if you have observed when there is when uh, when when people go for a break and come back, they go and sit in the same seats, even though that has not been assigned to them. <laughs> so one small change I used to do is, guys, you you should not sit in the same place when you return back. So that yes. kind of scrambles them, you know, and then gives a new energy to the team. Yeah, it's funny because people people who will be listening going, oh, that that could make much of a difference, but you have to try making these little changes. It it's um you learn it very fast when you're facilitating a lot of a lot of teams that it's these little changes. That's why I whenever I'm doing any sort of personality assessment with a team. I love when it's when it's face to face and not virtual. Actually, getting people to move yeah. around the room um, yeah. because you just see things differently. And um, I think when you're in the room as a team, it's actually you have this is an amazing tool to be able to meet together and brainstorm together. And and I think for all of us, when you're part of a really high performance team that's doing incredible work and having Absolutely. very robust discussions. It's wonderfully yep. exciting and, and life-giving. Um, yep. And so as a leader, we want to create that space where people look forward to coming together because it's actually really, um, there's, a great, there's a great passion and energy to the time where we're actually meeting. Yeah, absolutely. Jono, you're like me. I'm a bit of old school. I always like to meet people face-to-face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. One-on-ones, yes. one uh, one I've found, I've been really surprised. That, that yep. for me, virtual one-on-ones has been great. And actually, I've been surprised at how easy that's been doing one-on-one. But when it's a team, I feel like we're not there yet with technology. It's going to take, um, yeah, I don't know what it's going to take, but it definitely feels like we miss a lot of what happens in a room as soon as yep. someone's not there. And I think that's anyone who can really crack that code with technology and really nail uh, the sort of technology that will help people to be immersed. I think that's yes. going to be, that's going to be amazing when we can really meet virtually, but it has a bit more of, um, because right now, yeah, there's nothing like a face-to-face team offsite yeah. day to just feel like you move a year ahead in one day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we have found an alternative way to do, get things done in the last two years, right? So yeah, it isn't that's right. either. <laughs> yeah. We've stretched ourselves. I think everyone's gone wow, this is possible. And then at the same time, everyone's going, and I really am now thankful for the time I do get face-to-face. I think it's been both. It's, it's been really stretched us and we can do way more than we ever thought. And it's yeah. made us appreciate some of the things we take for granted about, you know, having a face-to-face team, team meeting. Absolutely, General. Absolutely. So tell me about COVID. When COVID hit in 2019, and for you as a leader, uh, and, and how did you manage that? How did that sort of what what um, what challenges did that bring for you? And how have you what have you learned? And how have you overcome those? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, COVID has changed uh, the entirely the way we work, and uh, and all our assumptions and uh, our paradigms have been challenged. So. So it was a it was a good time to regroup uh, and uh, come as a team and and be able to look at now things uh, in a different way because uh, now digitalization has caught up, so it's also it's also growing very fast. So first things first is uh, 
how would we change our uh, traditional from a traditional way uh, right from a traditional marketing how do you go more into digital marketing and uh, social media where you could uh, achieve more so these are some of the one of the ways that we had to transform ourselves from a regular approach that we had to do um, because uh, the challenge was that you could meet, you couldn't meet people face to face you know you couldn't travel as well so this was uh, one of the ways and then also we had to we had to with the, with the number of opportunities dwindling so we had to kind of get creative again one more time and to see what are the other opportunities and how do we kind of upskill ourselves to be able to uh, grab those opportunities and and to be able to uh, you know stay afloat so these were some of the things uh, straight off the bat that we we we, we thought we did well jeno uh, yeah yeah wow that's um uh they they're great lessons and uh i guess for you over these years are there any favorite stories you have from the past couple of years as you've led through covid that really remind you why you do what you do just any stories that have really stood out for you um yeah how would i say yeah yeah it's uh, it's it's not a story but it's kind of uh it's kind of a great uh, piece of uh, self calibration yeah. that uh, that happened to me is uh, is you know um, i'm not saying money is not important it's money is very important in life but uh, it led to a kind of a self awareness that uh, a true happiness uh, and a good life is beyond a bit being a bit materialistic it's also about creating memories experiences and laughter together as a team so this was one of the biggest takeaway uh, because uh, because work is part of life so you need if you step back and start looking at life it gives you more meaning and more sense of purpose it's a, it's a personal insight that i got uh, uh, in this covid uh, journey yeah thank you for sharing that it's a wonderful insight it reminds me of a recent podcast episode with a wonderful uh, global educator who uh, kevin skio kevin is a Uh, a highly gifted founding uh, school principal so he specializes in founding international schools amazing guy when he wow. came on the podcast we spent most of our conversation uh, which people can go and listen to actually chatting about how his dad was such a wonderful leadership uh, and and life role model for him and the thing that i took out from our conversation is he described how his dad used to take kevin and his brother down to the tip as we call it here or down to the junkyard and he was really fascinated by finding things that had been thrown away and that they could do something with and yep. uh, and he just talked in this in this podcast episode he talked so fondly about being in the junkyard up to his knees in garbage with his brother and his dad just having such such a great time and you know how they found these books that had been from a deceased estate and had been thrown away by the family they didn't know what to do with them and they ended up um <laughs> seeing these books and they actually gave them to he's canadian originally and they gave them to uh you know to 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 the canadian government to be you know because they're sort of heritage one of a kind sort of historical books that are now on display somewhere and and the thing that i took away from that story is that he was telling me how uh-huh. wonderful his memory was of going through a junkyard <laughs> okay <laughs> and and i thought to myself it made me think as leaders when we go through something like covid 
I feel yeah. like, you know, in many ways, COVID has been a bit of a junkyard. It's like we've yeah. been up to our knees in, in garbage with people being isolated and people being away from family and friends and, and people yeah. losing loved ones and business being disrupted. And, uh, and what I took away from his story is that as leaders, there's a great opportunity and responsibility that no matter what you're walking through, there is a way that yeah. you can actually make that journey memorable and fun. Exactly. And, um, and that really struck me and it's actually uh, meant a lot to me. And whenever I think of that story, it really brings a smile to my face. And, and I think it's a, a new question I'm going to ask leaders is well, what, no matter how hard what you're walking through is yes. how can you make the journey with your team meaningful, memorable, yes. and enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Jono. Yeah, I, I think I really loved uh, uh, this uh, story uh, about this junkie idea. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, who knows, we might find something, uh, you know, which is really worth. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's and right. uh, yeah, as you clean up your junkie idea. Yeah. <laughs> yes and uh it's uh, it's a great episode for for people to check out and i love it's funny you know every time i chat with leaders on this podcast and, and i i never have anyone tell me the story a story about uh money and that's interesting because as you said money money is you know important and it's in a really important part of life and um i think we can all agree on that <coughs> excuse me but I think it's it's uh, it's worth noting that the stories that people tell me that are most meaningful yeah. are always about people. Yes, exactly. And the journey we have had together. In yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. that's a great opportunity, no matter how much money you don't have as a leader, to, to pay your people more and you're frustrated. How can you make the journey better? How can you invest in them as people? And if you can do that, arguably, they're more yes. powerful at the end of the day, than than uh, than any pay rise or amazing right. salary you could offer. That's true. Yeah, the experience uh, is is as important as uh, as uh, a job or a pay that is being given. Yeah, so true. So well, true, this this is so much fun. I'm really enjoying chatting with you. Let's jump into Leadership Express. I've got a few questions for you. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, Jenna. Let's go. Yeah. Okay, first of all, what is a book that you've gifted to other people? Um, that is a book, uh, it's uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. This, I, this, uh, yeah, this is why I believe that people should, everyone should get a chance to read this, is I believe anyone who follows these habits can elevate himself or herself to be an effective leader. Yeah, that's a wonderful recommendation. Thank you. Yes. Brilliant. Uh, for you at the moment, are there any podcasts or books, uh, podcasts you're listening to right now or books that you're reading uh, or blogs that you're reading that are really, uh, you're really enjoying? Yeah, from, from just, just to kindle my, um, you know, thinking, I, I do read a lot of cases with Harvard Business Review. That's from a management view. But from a general life view, I, I listen to the podcast and and videos of, uh, that is an Indian guru named Jaggi Vasudev. And his mm -hmm. teachings are pragmatic, uh, it's easy to relate, and it's not connected to a religion. So I, I, I do that uh, just to get an inspiration in general. Yeah, thank you. What was his name again? So people can look it up. His, his, his name is uh, Jaggi Vasudev. They call him Sadhguru. One R oh, Sadhguru. Yes, I have actually seen um, 
Now that I think of it, I think I've seen him on Instagram. Sadhguru. Uh, that's, cool. that's the one place that I've, that I've seen him, but there you go. Yeah. Another great recommendation. Thank you. Anand. Yep. Okay. Here's a question. I mentioned this earlier. I love asking leaders like you, whether you have a favorite question that you use, say you're in a team meeting and you want to ask a question to your team to find something out, or you're yep. sitting in a one-on-one with, with one of your team members and you want to, or with a client and you want to build the relationship. Do you have any favorite questions in any of those settings that you that you always use. Yeah, I, I would, uh, I would. Uh, that's one of my favorite questions. Is uh, you know, given you have one minute, what is that most important thing that you choose to do right now in this one minute? Who would you call, or what would you do, and uh, what, what what is that will inspire you in this one minute? Ooh, I like that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> if you only have yeah. one minute, what would you do? Who would you call in this one minute? Thank you. Yeah. That's good. I like it. Okay. Uh, another question. What's a recent leadership lesson you've learned for the first time or been reminded of? It's being mindful, uh, Jono. Mindful leadership is, is, uh, looks at being present. It's uh, being open-minded and working with empathy. So mindful, uh, mindfulness also calls for being more self-aware on a higher purpose, uh, Jono. Yes, that's a wonderful lesson. Okay, uh, what is a commonly held belief in your industry that you passionately disagree with? Yeah, um, people, uh, people, uh, 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 the perception about, uh, you know, owning, owning uh, uh, equipment and technology, which, uh, you know, people generally see that uh, is kind of, uh, you know, I need to pay a bit more. You know why? Why should I pay? You know that's that's a kind of uh, mentality generally. It's there, but uh, but the thing is uh, to look at it in a larger perspective of what value does it give uh, for for uh, me in terms of quality and reliability over the lifetime of the gadget or life, lifetime of the of the equipment mm-hmm. that I'm going to own. So this is what I've been uh, kind of uh, trying to change and challenge is not to look at uh, you know myopic way of how much does it cost? Uh, but what value derive out of it over the course of its life? Uh, I mean, everyone knows mm. that app, uh, an iPhone is expensive compared to many other smartphones. But why do people choose an iPhone? Is because of the value that brings along with it over the period of its life. That's fantastic. I, I really love that because I know this is something that I... Uh, have realized I don't value enough. I do. I have tended to just think of technology by the price tag and I've learned the hard way that when you're using something and it's brilliant and then you, Oh, that's cheap. I'll give that a go. But you realize, wow, I didn't, uh, I hadn't factored in how much that um, (laughs) qualities that are, yes, it costs more, but it's actually, you, you never, you never miss those extra dollars. Uh, when, yes. when it's creating extra value, iPhone's a great example because I, uh, I, I definitely think of that now with phones and computers and when, particularly when you can save and for leaders, I think we should think this way with our teams. Mm-hmm. It's one simple way you can remove roadblocks for your team. There's nothing yes. worse than, than having great people who are having to deal with, um, technology because as a company, we wanted to save you know, a few thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars here or there, you want to yeah. give your people tools so that they can fly and really not be, uh, not be held back by anything. And technology is a big part of that. 
Absolutely. So, I mean, technology is going to define uh, more the way we are going to live in the future. You know, so it's better that we start accepting that fact and uh, aligning and being uh, good in using it. Uh, you know, yeah. Or rather, good in selecting what we want <laughs> for the yeah, future. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well said. Uh, what's a movie or TV show that really impacted you? Yeah, I don't see much of movies, but there was one show called uh, Breaking Bad, which yes. was, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a humble uh, uh, chemistry uh, school teacher who kinds of uh, goes into making meth and finally becomes a vicious uh, drug lord, you know. So, yes. so what, what it really gave me insight was uh, the choices that we make in life. The, the character Walter White always had choices in different phases of his life to quit what he was doing. But he kept doing all these things and finally it culminated in, uh, you know, this whole life got uh, disrupted. So that's, that's one of the things mm. that I could relate to and uh, see, uh, you know, it was a very, uh, how would I say it is a, it's a very uh, um, kind of binge worthy uh, uh, show. Yeah, it is. And it's, it is a very, it's wonderful piece of art, the way they show his moral demise. It's a wonderful show for people to watch. And, and it really does. It, it, I definitely, it's one of my favorites and you do see him choice after choice after choice. It's wonderfully, uh, wonderfully done where you're, you understand why he's doing what he's doing, yeah. but you're able to get the front row seat to someone whose life descends. And it's, it's very challenging to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. So, have okay. you had any recently a good show or a movie from your side, Jono? Oh, yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Um, a good movie or TV show that I've seen recently. Well, uh, my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies of all time, is a musical called La La Land. That uh, has yeah. right, yeah, it's called La La Land with Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, and I love that yeah. movie because it's um, it's actually a little bit, it's not, it's not at all like Breaking Bad, but the theme around making hard decisions is and about um, the paths we choose and how the decisions we make today flow on and yeah. have effects on the rest of our lives. That's yeah. that's one of my favorite. Um, favorite movies uh and i'm just trying to i'm trying to think oh, I, and another one i don't really have a tv show that i have a i have a lot that i'm really enjoying oh actually one that um for a bit of light-hearted am amusement mm -hmm. if anyone just wants a great show just to watch and be able to switch off line of duty is a british police show which is oh, some of the of yeah line of duty it's some of the best uh, script writing and the way it's done, it's brilliant. It's yeah. really excellent. And uh, so that's a, that's yeah. probably one of my favorite TV series. Not so much that impacted me, but, um, but that I really enjoyed. Yeah, exactly. Line of Duty is something I could relate as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for asking. Okay, last question. If you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say? Mm -hmm. I would, I would, I would say um, is to is to choose a career or path where they feel uh, the skills will match and their passion matches, because uh, we all spend nearly thirty to fifty percent of our life, you know, in working mm. and uh, in in uh, in our professional life. So so it's it's quite important that uh, that we choose a path uh, which makes uh, more meaningful and uh, which is. Uh, which gives us uh, happiness when, when we look back after 30 years or 40 years, 
what path we have come and how we have uh, contributed to that field. So, yeah. so it, it, it might make sense that it may not be paying you well initially, but once you really go deep and become uh, an expert in your field, then money will follow you. So mm. uh, uh, that's, that's kind of, uh, uh, it's not a, it's not an advice, for, uh, but it's kind of a reflection. Yeah. Should I say? Yeah, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful thought. And I completely agree. Do do something you love and that you're, that you're good at as well. And there's, there's always so many different ways you can make money. They're not always obvious, um, but down the track, as you said, once you become an expert in that thing, particularly if you're in, incredibly passionate about it, there will be opportunities to make more money. It's not necessarily the path of least resistance and, and, and just the job that will make you more money is not, not going to give you more fulfillment necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been so much fun uh, for those who have really enjoyed hearing from you and want to connect with you or find out more uh, about your company as well. Where can people find you online, Anand? LinkedIn is a place where I where I spend uh, where I'm quite active. Um, I, I need to change rather. I, I'm not so active on Facebook or Insta or, or Twitter, but LinkedIn is a place people can reach me and find me. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, that's a place where we could connect. Uh, and uh, and the the company is D and B Audio Technic for anyone who might yeah. be um, in the where it might be something that you need based on what, what Anand has said, then maybe you can start by reaching out to him on LinkedIn and letting him know if you have any needs that uh, to have a chat with him, if you're in the Asia Pacific. Um, but uh, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Great advice, great thoughts today from Anand. I've, I've really enjoyed it. And, and uh, to hear from a leader who was in Dubai leading through the uh, financial crisis. And then like, like everyone really in the world leading through COVID, it's been a really insightful uh, conversation for our listeners, don't forget, I also have the John O'White Leadership Podcast, where I give you different tips on how to build a high-performance team or how to do accountability well with your, with your people, those sort of things. And the Leadership Question of the Day podcast, where I ask you a different question every day to put a stone in your shoe and challenge you as a leader. Uh, but I want to finish today by thanking Anand. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a joy to have you on and really appreciate your generosity uh, giving us your time today, Anand. Jono, thanks, thanks for the gift of your time. And it's an honor to be with you today and, uh, and to chat about leadership. Uh, thanks for giving this chance, uh, Jono. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. 
I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57 page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage consultclarity.org right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders. And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this. I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, Jono White or Clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in step up or step out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself, and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it, and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. 
Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.